This podcast is brought to you by GoMoto, the service lane kiosk that grows your business. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O.com. Welcome to Daily Drive for Tuesday, June 14th, 2022. I'm your host, Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Kellen is out today. On the show, automakers urge Congress to lift the cap on EV tax credits. BMW says it will demonstrate a 600-mile range EV battery. And Mary Barra says GM cannot build too many trucks. Plus, a preview of this week's Automotive News Congress in Washington, D.C. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Some of the world's biggest automakers are asking Congress to lift the cap on electric vehicle tax credits. The $7,500 tax break starts phasing out after a manufacturer sells 200,000 qualifying vehicles. Both GM and Tesla have already reached that level. Reuters reports that GM, Ford, Stellantis, and Toyota Motor North America sent a joint letter to congressional leaders on Monday. It says they've pledged to invest more than $170 billion through 2030 to bolster EV development, production, and sales. The letter comes amid growing concerns among auto industry executives that the window is closing for Congress to extend EV tax credits, since Republicans could take control of one or both chambers of Congress next year. One automaker that's not running out of EV tax credits is BMW, but it is continuing to make advances. The German brand announced today that it's partnering with Michigan-based battery startup Our Next Energy, or ONE, to make a prototype EV with 600 miles of range. ONE's long-range battery technology reduces the use of scarce and expensive materials such as lithium, nickel, and cobalt, BMW and One expect to complete the prototype iX electric SUV and demonstrate its range by the end of the year. Ford is recalling almost 50,000 Mustang Mach-E crossovers in the U.S. That's following a safety defect that could cause the electric vehicle to lose power. On top of the recall, Ford has told dealers not to deliver another Mach-E to customers. That's according to a memo to the retailers on Monday. A Ford spokesman said the remedy is a software update, which should be deployed next month. And GM CEO Mary Barra says the automaker is, quote, selling every truck we can build. Barra says the automaker is expanding North American truck building capacity, even as U.S. gasoline prices hit record highs. Barra made her comments during GM's annual shareholder meeting on Monday The company is pursuing a two-track strategy. It's investing heavily in EVs for North America, China, and other markets, and it's funding those investments by trying to maximize profits from its North American combustion, pickup, and SUV lineups. Barra said GM is planning higher-priced versions of its Silverado full-size pickup and its large SUV models. Those are today's headlines. Coming up, a preview of this week's Automotive News Congress in Washington, D.C. That's next on Daily Drive. Listen to Fred Hayes, service manager at Temecula Valley Buick GMC, 
and Philip Candido, Fixed Operations Director, talk about their experience with GoMoto in their service drive. Before GoMoto, the backups in the service lane were due to not being able to get to the customer in a, in a timely manner. There's times where menus are passed over where the advisor forgets to tell them, hey, it needs its major service. And now with the GoMoto, customers are presented with a maintenance package every time. The time freed up from not having the customer sitting in front of them every single time they come in. It helps them be more efficient. It helps them focus more on the customer's concern and the, the maintenance and service of the vehicle. Before GoMoto, we would average approximately 130000 in service gross. The kiosk in the service drive doubled the gross profit in the dealership. It's amazing, 100%. Using the GoMoto kiosk makes the dealership more profitable. Want to increase revenue, improve the customer experience, and maximize service efficiency just like Temecula Valley? Visit GoMoto.com to learn more. That's G-O-M-O-T-O dot com. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters. The Automotive News Congress is hitting the road this year. We're holding four events across the country, diving into some of the biggest issues affecting the auto industry in 2022. Last month, we went to Nashville, Tennessee to talk about EV manufacturing this week, we'll be in Washington, D.C., where lawmakers and regulators are making hugely important decisions about the future of the industry. Our own Jake Neer spoke with reporter Audrey LaForest, who is based in Washington and covers policy matters for Automotive News. They talked about the event and some of the big issues that will serve as this week's backdrop. Here's their conversation. Audrey LaForest, welcome to Daily Drive. Thanks so much for having me. So for people who aren't familiar with Automotive News Congress, tell us a little bit about the event. What do people need to know? Yeah, so traditionally, AN Congress was one big annual event um, that gathered industry leaders and experts discussing all sorts of topics relevant to the auto industry, of course. This year, we've done things a little bit differently. We're splitting um, AN Congress into four separate events in different cities across the U.S., so covering topics that are somewhat relevant to the areas that we're holding the event in. Um, and on Thursday, we'll be here in Washington, D.C. So who are some of the big guests? Who are we going to hear from at this event? Yeah, so we've got quite a few wonderful guests attending um, and speaking at the event. So we've got David Strickland, who is Vice President of Global Regulatory Affairs at General Motors. He was also a former NHTSA administrator, so I'm sure we'll be picking his brain quite a bit about auto safety related issues and sort of what's going on in terms of GM's lobbying um, and electrification strategy, of course. We also have Scott Keogh, who's CEO of VW Group of America. We have Kelly Myman Hawk of McClarity Associates, who can definitely speak on trade and you know what might be going on with the Biden administration and how they're viewing China tariffs. We also have U.S. Uh, Representative Debbie Dinkle, a Michigan Democrat, and Michael Berube um, from the U.S. Department of Energy. So broad range of, of guests uh, at the D.C. event. What are some of the big topics that you anticipate being in the bag? You mentioned a couple there, obviously. Electrification is is huge right now, and that has a lot of regulatory questions and, and issues that need to be worked out. Uh, specifically speaking, what do you think 
are, is going to be on the minds of, of people at the event and what kinds of topics are we going to hear about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so much going on in DC at all times. It's, you know, I think the major focus across the industry um, and across the US has obviously been electrification and you know, the automakers, many of them have set these, you know, aspirations or big plans to electrify more or all of their um, vehicle lineups going forward. Some have set targets by 2030, 2035. So I think being here in Washington, we're looking for insight on, you know, what the industry is looking to from um, the Biden administration and from Congress in terms of achieving those goals. Um, and, you know, helping with consumer adoption. So I think one of the major topics on my radar, and I'm hoping that our guests will share some inside information on it, is, you know, what's going on with the EV tax credit. There's been a lot of chatter of, you know, potentially expanding the current EV tax credit of $7,500. Um, there's a cap on, you know, once an automaker reaches, they sell a certain amount of vehicles that, you know, the tax credit phases out. So, you know, if we're trying to get more people into EVs, I'm really wondering, will Congress move forward on legislation, whether, whether that's part of Biden's Build Back Better agenda or just something separate um, to help the industry out with that? You know, there's also issues surrounding EV infrastructure, getting more charging stations, publicly funded or federally funded charging stations out there to kind of ease consumer anxiety. And then there's also a lot of major auto safety topics that, you know, have come up, especially under the Biden administration in terms of advanced driver assistance systems. And if we look more forward looking, what's going on in terms of legislation for autonomous vehicles or even from the Department of Transportation or NHTSA what might be happening with, you know, a regulatory framework for AVs as well. So lots of topics to cover. And, you know, I also, yeah, I had mentioned trade earlier, so I'm sure we'll, we'll hear a bit um, on trade, you know, that hasn't necessarily been the biggest focus under the Biden administration, but uh, still lots of relevant issues to discuss there. As you mentioned, there's going to be a member of Congress at the Congress uh, this week. Uh, you know, as someone who's covered politics for a long time, I know very well that, you know, things don't move quickly in Washington very often these days, uh, except in rare circumstances, especially on big uh, sort of controversial issues. But I'm curious what you sense is the climate around autos, just generally speaking right now. Do you sense that there is more sort of a feeling of urgency on the part of members of Congress to address these big issues right now? And and what are some of the big question marks that you that you have? Yeah, I think I really think there is a sense of urgency. I mean, from the Democrats perspective, obviously, we have the midterm elections coming up in November, and that could really affect the pace of some of this change um, in terms of the government's focus on, you know, maybe more climate related policies, the environment, and how that affects this transition to electric vehicles, more plug in hybrids, etc. So it also kind of sets the pace in a way for the auto industry too, you know, because they've said, and they've been pretty clear through their trade association, um, the Alliance for Automotive Innovation that, you know, to achieve these big EV goals, especially it's going to take private and public sector involvement um, and support. So I think there is a sense of urgency. I'm not sure 
whether Congress can come together in a bipartisan manner to um, address these issues as quickly as maybe the industry would like to see them addressed. But, you know, as, as you kind of alluded to, like, never say never, and we'll see what comes. So, <laughs> And of course, there's what the president can sort of uh, do as part of his administration. We just heard, as you mentioned, uh, as part of the infrastructure bill, this push to create a nationwide network of charging stations and the the standards that are being set right now. You know, how big a deal is that? And and what are some of the things that, that you're thinking about when it comes to that story and, and what action we might see going forward? Yeah, I mean, it's it's major. It's a major advancement in, um, you know, the effort to alleviate some of the range anxiety. I believe one of the aspects of the standards is to, you know, make sure a charging station is, you know, there's one every 50 miles from the freeway, you know, to kind of, you know, so that a consumer's not worried about like running out of juice, so to speak. And yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the, the first steps toward you know, I think helping to get consumers to think about purchasing an, an EV and whatnot. Yeah, it's just, it's a major step forward. So if people want more information about the event this week, where should they go? Um, the event is both in person and will be live streamed too. So if you can't attend here in Washington, D.C., you can also check it out online. Um, if you go to autonews.com and just uh, go under the events tab, you'll see the Washington, D.C. and Congress and more information on that. Audrey LaForest, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Audrey LaForest covers Washington, D.C. for Automotive News. She spoke with our own Jake Neer. There's still room to attend this week's Automotive News Congress. You can find more info and get tickets on our website. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. You can get the latest news on U.S. regulation, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. And if you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.